So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Hey, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. Here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to save money and make six figures as a physical therapist. Really? I'm going to teach you how to make seven figures. But most of you don't believe that you can make seven figures, so we're just going to start with six. Number one thing I want you to do is make sure you click like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube or follow uh, me over on Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is that you do your social media, Facebook, etc. Um, if you get anything from this podcast today, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what your big takeaways are. It helps me create better podcasts and better trainings for you. Um, if I don't know, I can't help you. And that's one thing I tell our Platinum Mastermind members. So if there's a place to leave a comment, That'd be amazing. If you're so inspired, go leave us a five-star rating and review over on iTunes. Um, or uh, screenshot this and shout me out on Instagram and let me know what was most helpful about this. Um, share this with your friends, etc. But um, if you let me know, then I can create more. Um, and if you have any questions, please ask some questions. Um, I will do my best to come in and answer them. Um, so here's the problem that I see. Physical therapists, I was just at CSM. There's 14,000 physical therapists there. A majority of them are struggling to make money every month. Even though they're doctors of physical therapy and they spent three or more years in grad school, they have prestigious education and a prestigious job, but not prestigious pay. You have hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans, um, but yeah, you're unable to get a job to help you pay them back or feel like you can actually afford to buy a house. I've had three or four of our mastermind members in the last year or so um, buy new houses because their businesses have grown enough, which is amazing. Um, look, the other problem is no one ever taught you how to manage your money. You know, no one taught me how to manage my money. I was somehow maybe by my parents expected that I would just like pick it up by osmosis, but they never, they never shared with me how they manage their money. They never shared with me finances or anything like that. I had to learn the hard way by going into debt. I was like, maybe $50,000, $60,000 in debt, uh, living in San Francisco, eating um, rice-a-roni and tofu, trying to race my bicycle um, because I didn't have enough money to buy you know, fresh chicken. <laughs> you know, It all went to rent. Um, I mean, I think I probably could have picked a, a less expensive city to live in, um, but you know, YOLO. Um, you graduate uh, with six figures. You can't get a job to pay you enough to have anything extra. You don't want to eat rice and beans and live the Dave Ramsey lifestyle? I don't know. Some people think it's a badge of honor to get rid of their debt in two or three years. Um, I can tell you what, like, I'm not going to give you any awards or accolades. I see no honor in getting rid of your debt fast because, as you're going to get into in a minute, that's the wrong kind of debt that you need. You don't need to worry about. You run out of money before you run out of month. 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The cost of living surged in 2022. The number of Americans living paycheck to pay paycheck to paycheck jumped to 64% which that's from CNBC. So that's a lot of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. You're probably one of them. You can't afford to travel. You can't afford to take time off when you want. You know, some of that goes down to having a job 
right? And uh, my boss won't let me take a day off to go better myself and learn more about business because I might become the competition. You can't afford to travel because like you can take that one trip of the year to the Bahamas or you can go to the beach or whatever, but you're like, I can't travel to go learn more about business because I don't have money. You know, that's the whole reason you need to go learn about business and rearrange your priorities. One of the other problems is your priorities are wrong. You're trying to live the American dream, the nine to five, you live for the weekends, but living for the weekends and watching the clock to get out of work means you don't like your job and you need to be doing something else. Okay, so here's the possibility. You have all the money you need. You have plenty of money to give away to the charities that you want and value. Just imagine, you don't have to watch your bank account like a hawk and make sure you have money. I can tell you what though, successful people look at their bank accounts and they have a good relationship with their money. You know, maybe you're writing checks you can't cash, <laughs> right? I know people who've done that. Maybe you're just ignoring the problem, hoping it'll go away on its own. Um, here's the possibility is you have all the money you need. You can travel where and when you want. You can take your whole family first class. It doesn't matter if your flight is delayed going home because you don't need to be there to go to work. So like we were... I was meeting with our mastermind members a few weeks ago in Denver, Saturday, Sunday, and um, about a third of us went skiing in Breckenridge Monday and Tuesday, and we're flying home on Wednesday, and we're delayed, and you know, I'm sitting there with uh, Brandon uh, Smith and Jess Jenny and um, having dinner, and we're just like, you know, well, if we get delayed, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to be home tomorrow, so the fuck what? Like, you know, it'd be, I'd rather be home, but getting home, I don't have to be home for a job. I don't have to be home for, you know, my work, my patients or anything like that because I got other people covering that for me. We could have just stayed and maybe ski skied another day because the snow was getting better. But, you know, we had all been out of town for a while and wanted to get back and just do some different things. I had a different plans the next weekend. The possibility is money is no longer your excuse and you have a love affair with money in that you're not greedy, but money is money does good things for you and you can make it do good things for the world for the world and you can leverage it in ways that you never imagined okay i, I spoke on a podcast last week with um megan stinson who's speaking at pt bizcon we're talking about it talking about money and we could have gone deeper into the money thing but she's um very religious she's her and her part business partner caitlin um part of their mission is to serve god through their practice and through their patience um Megan is adopting a, a child and doing all these amazing things. And I was like, well, how do you reconcile that with the money? You know, and because a lot of people think money is unethical and they, and they use, a lot of times they'll use uh, like religion, like God, like ethics as a way to justify not making more or not having enough. And that's a just a poor mindset. And we talked about it and she's like, you know, if I don't have... If, if I don't charge money, if I don't charge enough, I can't help people who need it. I can't keep the lights on and serve our patients. You know, I can't take my family and do fun things with them. We can't put food on the table. We have to charge what we're worth. You know, and this is someone who's been in business for a long time and a long time as an in-network practice owner who was so stressed out because, you know, <laughs> she wasn't taking a salary herself. Uh, she ended up having two strokes. You know, she's younger than me. I'm not that old, <laughs> you know, from stress. I mean, it's, it, it's so what I want you to understand is that, um, 
we're talking about money and money is good and money can do good things. And if you are like, oh, I don't want to make money. I don't feel like I should charge people money. It's just you have a bad money mindset from being around the wrong people. Okay. And some of those people may be your family and friends and parents. And your parents aren't the wrong people. They're just the wrong people to talk to you and teach you about money. Okay. This isn't a money mindset podcast, but maybe I need to do a money mindset podcast or a meditation podcast. We need to talk about it more. Um, money should be easy to talk about, but it's so triggering and emotional for so many people. You just need to be around the right people. And we're going to talk about how you can do this. Um, and I want you to be able to make six figures. I want you to be able to make plenty of money so you can pay off your loans in the right amount of time and in the right order. But the number one thing I want you to really understand is that you cannot save your way to wealth. You cannot save your way. You're just never going to save your way to wealth. It's just not going to work. You can go to Starbucks every day and spend five bucks there. Okay, you can go to Starbucks every day and spend $8. You know, just cutting out Starbucks isn't going to make you wealthy or get you six figures. You understand that? Um, say, you know, figuring, spending 10 hours trying to figure out which credit card processor is the cheapest so you can save 2% on your fees isn't going to make you a millionaire. Like eating rice roni ain't going to make you a millionaire. Those aren't the things that are going to make you a millionaire. Being mindful about your expenses is important. Um, but instead of spending, in, instead of, let's say, those credit card fees, instead of spending a couple hours uh, trying to figure out which credit card company or processing company is the cheapest and posting in the internet forums and all these things, you should be spending that time going and doing a workshop or being in front of people or connecting with other uh, people who are referral partners for you. It's a much better use of your time. Because one new patient can bring in $1,000, but one new uh, credit card merchant might save you 300 a month. And the higher volume you are, you know, maybe I'll save you 1000 a month, but that's really high volume, and one new patient can bring in $1,000 a month. So I just need you to keep those things in perspective. So you can't save your way to wealth. So here's a couple things. Everyone's talking about, oh, I don't want to spend money. I can't, you know, I can't spend the money. I, I don't have the money. This year's not the right year. Next year is the right year maybe next year next year if, if it's not now when next year is just an excuse to keep delaying your dreams what you need to understand is there's different types of money and different types of investments and everyone's like oh i can't i can't possibly spend the money you know to learn how to grow my business is basically what people say a lot of times because what they're not understanding is how money works Okay, so there's some bad investments. Like, let's say you graduate, you're now your doctoral bower, and you're like, sweet, I'm making $85,000 a year. I don't have kids. Um, let me go buy a house and buy a car. And now I've got this big fat car payment, and I've got a home. And yeah, the home's a, home's a good investment. And I've got this car, and let me go buy the new TV and buy all the stuff at Ikea and whatever. Okay, great. If you're gonna be happy working as a PT for 20 years and you don't want kids and all these things, like, good. I mean, a home may not be a bad investment. I mean, it's really not. We can argue it. Like some people are gonna say, don't live in the home you own. You know, rent the one you own and own the one you rent. Um, but that's a little bit more advanced um, kind of thinking. What's a bad investment? Things you spend money on that decrease in value. A brand new car. I've only bought one brand new car, and that was last year, and I bought it through my business. 
and I bought it through my business and I can, uh, I went to the dealer and I paid 5,000 down and then it was like $800 a month with all the bells and whistles for the top of the line Subaru Ascent. Okay. Right. But all that money comes through the business and it's a car in the business. So one, I get depreciation. I get to count the depreciation of the car for five years um, as a write-off on my taxes. If the car was could tow over 6,000 pounds, I could write it all off in one year. That's why so many people have business trucks. But the monthly payment is a business expense. So I don't pay taxes on that $800 a month. Um, I've got the $200 a month car insurance. I don't pay taxes on that. Okay, but if I didn't have a business, I'm paying taxes and then I'm paying that monthly car payment and then I'm paying that monthly insurance um, and that's after tax money. But if I buy it through my business, it's before tax money. So a bad investment for most of you is going out and buying a new car because as soon as you drive that car off the lot, the price goes down. Even during COVID, the price go down a couple thousand dollars. The thing with a used Ascent that was three years old is it was $5,000 cheaper than the brand new one. And, you know, if I'm going to finance it, why not just buy the brand new one? You know, okay, you get that? Okay, eating out. Like, if you're trying to grow your business, <laughs> if you're trying to grow your wealth, eating out five days a week isn't, um, isn't the way to save money. It's not a good investment in your bank account and it's probably not a good investment in your health you know make your own make your own food make um make some chicken soup or beef stew every sunday and you'll have that for like five days of the week rice uh sweet potatoes some steak i mean it doesn't even need to be like high quality steak if you're going to put it in a stew it can be stew beef which is like five dollars a pound you can even get organic grass-fed stew beef for like $6.99 a pound and make that go a long, long way, okay? Um, you don't need to eat out. You can eat out once a week, right? Drinks, drinking out. I mean, drinks can, shit, I, I spent $34 on a, on a drink recently. Well, it was like a Scotch Manhattan and the Scotch was expensive, but that adds up. Even if you're drinking well water, scotch, and vodka, like you can go out and spend um, 60, 80 bucks really quick, easy. For what? You know, like for a good time with your friends? Yeah, great. Go home and party. You know, you don't need to go out, especially if you're trying to save money. You just don't. There's other things you can do. You don't even need to drink. You can go out and not have a drink and still have a great time. Just tell the bartender that you want uh, soda water with a lemon, right? A lot of places now you can get athletic brewing beer or some kombucha, okay? New clothes. I mean, you certainly don't need to buy new clothes. You don't need to buy super expensive new clothes. New clothes are overrated. Um, I buy some new clothes, but I wear the same ones over and over as well. Um, hair, you don't need to go get your hair done. Look, I'm a guy, right? It cost me $30, $45 to get my hair cut. I get cut like every three or four months. Um, I have had some clients who are women who are spending $200, $250 on their hair or more every month. I just want you to understand that that's a, that's a luxury. 
Um, and if you have a job making 60, 70, 80, even $90,000, even $100,000, like you're going to, maybe you could do without that for a couple months and have a couple extra hundred dollars that you save or invest in your business to grow it long-term. Ribeye steaks, like I buy ribeye steaks, but you don't need to buy ribeyes. You don't need to eat ribeyes to live a healthy life um, because as soon as you eat it, it's gone. Renting an expensive apartment, like you don't need to live in the nicest place in town right now. You know, it's like, I think a lot of these things that are in bad investments are things you, it's, it's you spend money on it and you get nothing in return other than status. So you get status. What does status do for you? Nothing. Status doesn't help you make more money, help more people. It helps you feed your ego. So what are good investments? Good investments are things that you invest in yourself. Your education as a physical therapist. That's a great investment. Like I would never walk that back, even if, you know, it's getting bleaker and bleaker and, you know, we've told more people to not go into PT. Uh, it depends on what, why you want to go into PT. If you want to go into PT just for a, a good job, no longer is that a good investment. But I can tell you if you're listening to this and you're in PT school, you're a PT, your education is your best investment that you have. You. So your education as a PT, your education as a business owner, as a better person, personal development, these are all good investments. A course, if you want to open a cash practice or a physical therapy business and you're a physical therapist, you no longer need to invest in continuing education. You need to invest in business education. So saying, uh, saying hey, I'm going to spend a year getting a residency or OCS or get the specialty certification in manual therapy. Um, that's all cool. Like you do not need that to get started. And I would say, unless you need the con ed hours, you do not need to go and do those things, especially, um, between year zero of your business and year, you know, three, you know, when your business is, is growing and it's thriving and you're like, sweet, I got all the time and money I need, then go back and do all these other specialty certifications because you want to, but do not use them as a way to delay starting or as a justification for getting patient great results. Because I got better results than most of you when I was only a massage therapist. And that's just the truth. You know, I got better results than most physical therapists as a massage therapist. Yes, I had a Duke education, but that didn't help me uh, get better results. You know, I'm a, I'm a problem solver. I use my hands. Patients came to me, paid me $85 an hour as a massage therapist because they'd been to PTs, occupational therapists, um, acupuncturists, um, massage therapists, orthopedic surgeons, and no one ever touched them where they hurt, and they came to me. They came to see me. They knew to come see Aaron. So you're your best investment. Courses, personal development, mastermind groups, coaching, especially if you own a business or want to own a business or you want to grow it or you want to leverage your business to make more money, make six, seven figures, you need to invest in yourself and invest in your team those are all good investments and those things cost money but generally when you make an investment in them and you do the work you're going to get your investment back tenfold i mean i've told this story many times but the first year i coached with bedros bedros gave me an it was twenty five thousand dollars. i was like i'd never spent that kind of money on a program before but i knew i was like he'd help me do so many other things i was like I got to do this. We worked on some things and, uh, oh my God, I can just tell you all the things we did. But one idea he gave me made me $32,000 that year. That was a Black Friday special I ran. Paid for the year of coaching, right? So now 
it's a no brainer the next year when he's like, Hey, I want you to join my next mastermind. It's, you know, empire mastermind. It's $50,000. I'm like, okay. And then made more money, launched a book. I mean, I've got a seven figure, uh, award from ClickFunnels, a two comic club award. You know, I'm like, okay, no brainer to do more private coaching with Bedros. I mean, it's just, that's the way I see it is if I give you money and you help me make that much money or more back because I'm doing the work and taking action, like I'm gonna keep working with you. I'm gonna keep putting the money in the machine. Same way when you work with me is if you come to me and I give you an idea, you gave me 20 something thousand and I helped you with an idea and grow a stream of income that makes you 70, why would you quit? You know, keep putting money in the machine, we keep um, printing money. That's how, that's a really good investment, okay? Some other smart investments to make are you know, um, things where you can put your money to work, right? The stock market, um, bonds, uh, other investments, real estate, but you need to have cash flow to be able to do that. Um, there was at one point where I had a business and I was like, how do I, why am I still paying taxes? Business owners shouldn't have to pay as much taxes as I'm paying because I was always behind every year, even though we were growing. And what I wasn't doing, um, I didn't have an, uh, an IRA, I didn't have a savings, and everyone's like, oh, just put more money into, your savings or your, your retirement. I'm like, but you gotta have money to do that. And what I ended up doing is working with the right accountant who we switched it so that I'm putting money into the savings first through paying myself as an employee. So there, there's more to come. But I need you to understand that you gotta work with the right people to learn how to do that. That took me five years to figure out on my own. Now our mastermind members, that just information comes to them as part of our program. Um, you know, my financial advisors at, came to speak at our mastermind event last uh, fall. Um, my accountant came in the spring. I mean, those things are just part of that training, but I just need you to know, like, these are the things that you need to seek out, these little tips and strategies. So good investments. You, courses, personal development, mastermind coaching, you know, investment, like real estate is a really good investment if you have the cash flow to back it up when it's empty. Okay, your own house is is a decent investment, but you shouldn't pay it off. You shouldn't pay off your house. Paying off your house isn't a badge of honor either. Okay, you need to leverage your assets and your equity in your own house to buy another property that you rent out through Airbnb or just rent it. And hopefully you're able to buy more than just single unit homes or you invest with other people to do that. We've talked a little bit about good investments. I'm sure there's more um, and I'm sure there's more bad ones. I'd love to know what, what they are. Um, but here's how to save money and invest wisely. Number one, I think I've got four things here. Um, live below your means. Don't live to the edge of your means. This is the problem with most Americans is they're like, hey, I'm making $85,000 a year. Okay, it's X amount per month. I can, I can spend it all. <laughs> the problem is, is if it's in your account, you're just gonna spend it all. Okay, so you just gotta live below your means. One of the ways to do that is to take a percentage of your um, of your paycheck, and if your boss or company you work for is offering a IRA and a match, put as much over there as you can because that's free money. Okay, if they're not offering that, and or you have enough, you need to move money over into a savings account. So this is probably number three, but live below your means. Just trust me, live below your means. Don't live to the edge of your means. When you get that raise, don't be like, oh, now I can afford the next BMW or a new pair, you know, new wardrobe and, you know, move up in a new house. And you guys should see until this year, I was driving a 
2001 Lexus that I bought from my mom at a discount. I'm still, the car I'm driving right now is a 2017 BMW X1. I got it from my mom at a discount. No shame in that. Like the car I want, you know, is going to cost me $50,000. And it's a 1967 Porsche, you know, like, and plus I got to have like $30,000 for repairs. So I'm not just going to go spend that money. If I have it, I'm going to invest it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to build an investment vehicle. I'm going to build an asset that's going to pay for that car. You should see my house. It's nice. It's great. I love it. But is it perfect? No. The countertops need to be repainted. The kitchen needs to be redone. But does it work for me and functional on a day-to-day? Yeah. Who am I trying to impress? Nobody? Okay. Live below your means. Um, Number two, loans. If you have loans, government loans are great. You need to, and if you have a struggle month, you can just call the government and be like, hey, I can't pay this month. They're like, okay, cool. You can, instead of just paying the regular rate, you can do an income-based repayment, which is especially helpful if you're starting a business. Because if you start a business, your income in that first year is going to be pretty low. So maybe the first time you're doing it, you're doing it based on your income as a job. But as you move out of your job and into your own business and you write more things off, those payments are going to go down. What I did, I had the option to do graduated repayment, which was lower in the beginning because my income was pretty high because at the time, and it may have changed now because this was back in 2008, 2009, they were looking at the fact that I owned a car and owned a house and used that um, to base my payments on and the income-based repayment was gonna be higher than the graduated repayment. So the graduated repayment plan, yes, it would balloon up at the end, but I knew I had about 10 years before it really got out of control and I could do something else about it or maybe pay it off, which I did. I paid off my student loans in about 10 years. But I didn't do it all in the beginning. I did it heavily at the end when I was making excess income in my businesses that I moved it to the student loans because that was the best debt to pay off. Okay, do not consolidate your federal loans into private loans, even if you can get a lower rate. Don't do it because the government loans, they, they go away when you die and they're not a liability on your, um, on your uh, dependents, the people that you leave behind or your estate, uh, but private loans can and probably will. Um, so keep your federal loans federal and you can do, if you already have, and then if you have extra private loans, figure out what you can do with those. Maybe you consolidate them into a better lower rate. At the time I was able to consolidate my federal loans into another federal thing, but keep it federal. Don't move it private because that'll screw you up. Number three, here's what we're gonna do is we're gonna set up a savings account, or if you already have a savings account and you have a business, you're gonna set up a profit first account. We teach profit first to our mastermind members, but here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna set up a second account somewhere, and it can be in your current bank or even at a different bank. But at the current bank just makes it really easy. Just gonna set up another account and you're gonna nickname it savings or rainy day fund or profit first account. And then you're just gonna make an automatic transfer from your regular checking to that account that happens every week, like 20 bucks or 100 bucks. And it's just gonna go in there on a regular basis. It's the amount of money that you won't miss, but it's just gonna go in there and fill up that savings account, okay? And now you're gonna build it up so until it has, um, you know, six months worth of expenses. So if you spend $10,000 a month to live, you know, build it up till it has $60,000, okay? The way a profit first, so maybe you already have that as a savings. That's a savings account. The way a profit first account works, which is slightly different, but it's the same thing. You just fill it up slowly. It's more of a business account 
rather than a personal side account, but the profit first account is like a business account. And you move money from your business into the profit first account. Same thing every week, you know, 20, 50, 100, 1,000, whatever, uh, enough that you won't miss it, but it just goes in there. And you start slow and you can always take these and increase them. And then the way a profit first account works is at the beginning of every quarter, you take 50% out, you give it to yourself as an owner's draw, and then you take a percentage of that and you go celebrate. You go get ice cream, you go out to a nice fancy dinner. Maybe once it gets to be $50,000, you go on a trip to Disney. I don't know, something like that. But what you need is a savings account that slowly fills with an, amount, with an automatic transfer that you won't miss. So when that money is not in your checking account, you won't spend it and it'll be in this other savings account. Once you get past like six months worth of um, expenses, anything beyond that needs to start going into investments, um, IRA, uh, you know, bonds, something else other than just sitting cash in your bank. Okay, because of inflation so high, you need to be in like the stock market, you need to be invested in some real estate or whatnot. Number four, if you're young, especially if you're young, you need to start an, a Roth IRA. Okay, I don't qualify for a Roth IRA anymore. But what a Roth IRA does is you put in after tax money now into this Roth IRA. Um, and it grows for 30 years. And it's after tax money. So in 30 years, you take it out, and you don't pay taxes on it. The whole idea is, is when you're young, you're and you're earning less, you're in a lower tax bracket than when you're going to be um, 65, 70 years old, and you've got $5 million, and you're bringing out, you're taking out $20,000 a month, you're going to be in a much higher tax bracket. So especially when you're young, you, you want to put money into a Roth IRA. Okay, one of the ways I've helped a few people do this recently is using an app. Like this, the app is called Betterment, B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T, Betterment app. Um, just get in there, get the app, sign up, verify yourself, verify your bank account, and start by put, put like 100 bucks in there. And I can't remember all the options, but basically you want a Roth IRA, and you just want to use, I think the Schwab or something like that, you just want to use their Schwab-managed uh fund and you just put it in there you could do your own management and whatever just do the one that's like the easiest no-brainer one you're young it should be a little bit more aggressive and then you just set it up so every week it just sends 20 bucks in there and auto invests it okay or maybe 100 bucks every week the more you can put in there after 20 30 years the more that's going to balloon and there's some great places to go to find um to find uh, investment calculators. But you can see if you put something in and it grows at 8% and you put in a thousand, if you put in, what is it, like a thousand bucks a month, you're gonna, we're talking like $3 million. I mean, you're just gonna get a ton of money because what happens is after year 20, it starts to really compound the size. And remember, this is already, this Roth IRA is after tax. So the more gains you have, you're not gonna pay taxes on the gains. Okay, so Roth IRA, Betterment app, like if there's one thing that you do and you're under the age of 30 um, or you're making less than $100,000, you know, you just go do this right now. Okay, if you start making more and you no longer qualify to contribute to a Roth IRA, no big deal. Um, if, if you're making more and you want to move it somewhere else and you use a financial advisor, no big deal. They just move that funds into their thing and all's good. 
Um, one of the things that I'm doing is we have a, uh, for the business, it's a simple IRA. Your investment advisor, tax uh, accountant can help you decide which one is the best and how to help set it up. But you should be putting money in there. If you're an employee, like I said, and your employer offers a match, whatever they're matching, that's free money for you. And it's straight up free money. You should be taking advantage of this. Most employees don't take advantage of it because they want money now. They're short-term. They're short-sighted with their money rather than long-term. You need to be long-term sighted with your money. So take advantage of it. I talked about saving money, but we're actually not saving. We're investing. You see the difference? We're going to put your money to work. I need you to know money's good. Money is everywhere. And even in an economic recession... Money is still exchanging hands. You just need to go find your money. You need to solve a big problem. Um, range of motion for my shoulder, joint stiffness, mobility, that's not a problem people want solved. People want to be able to walk on the beach with their loved one. They want to be able to drive to Michigan to go to a wedding. They want to be able to pick up their grandkids. They want to be able to take their kids out of the backseat of the car so that their daughter can go to work. Here's some other ways to make $100,000 as a physical therapist. Number one, Outpatient orthopedics is probably not going to get you there, but occasionally it can, and you can be an intrapreneur. That's a that's an employee with an entrepreneur mindset, and as you help the business grow and you show value to the business and the business owner, there will be opportunities that come up where, as you help the business grow, you can also get a percentage of the profits, or that's something that you could ask for. You don't just ask for $100 a visit and not justify it and think you're going to make 100 k you know, working for someone else, especially in orthopedics. Be an entrepreneur. Um, you can go do travel PT. Like I know, like travel PT jobs, um, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones, but you can do it. Um, it may pay really, it, I think it can pay really good and it can pay, be really shit, right? So Jess Jenny from Wonderless PTs is the person that I would look into. If you're looking and saying, hey, I want to do travel PT, I want to travel around a bunch of different places, um, go look her up. Um, it's just Jenny Wonderless PTs. We may have a link below, um, but you just Google her. She's great. We went skiing together last week. Um, she's awesome. She's helped thousands of PTs um, place and travel assignments and, and make good money. Um, I don't think she's tracking it, but I do know that you know when you travel, you get like higher rates, and she's got some great resources for that and match you with trusted. Um, what are they called? Like whoever the people are that place you in travel assignments and not the ones that are going to take advantage of you. There's home health, home health. You can just go get a home health job and make six figures, but likely with travel and home health, you'll still be stuck making 75, 85, unless you know the right questions to ask and who to talk to. Um, you know, travel PT. I mean, I had someone tell me they didn't have enough money and enough time and they were making $75,000 doing travel and they didn't have kids. And I was like, you have enough money and you have enough time to work on your business. They just had no vision and, and didn't believe themselves and didn't really have a strong why. I mean, those are just excuses. But in order not to allow those things to be excuses, the money shouldn't be excuses to travel PT. Brandon Smith has helped a couple hundred people make over $100,000. And he's helped three people make over $200,000 as a home health PT. He's got a great course, the Home Health Mentor. Go look up Brandon Smith. It's um, outside the box income and investing. Join his inner circle. Tell him Aaron sent you. Um, tell Jess Aaron sent you. Um, they'll both take care of you depending on which direction you want to go. Um, but as a home health PT, you should easily be making six figures. And when you're doing that as a travel PT or home health PT, 
you should be looking at this as, as leverage to save money, invest money, and um, start your own thing later on because that's what's going to give you freedom and fulfillment. And maybe you're just like, you know what? I don't want the responsibility. I just want to do my own thing. Great. Maybe you want to start an online course coaching. Like that can also make you 100K as a PT. It's just there's a long incubation period between you start your online brand and when people are going to start trusting you and buying from you. You just need to understand that there's an incubation period, so it just takes some time. But it's also a great way to do it. And if you have a small practice, get your practice to where um, the word of mouth and your systems are feeding you new patients automatically. And you don't need to worry about doing all the heavy marketing to keep growing that to add new staff. And instead, you can spend that 10 to 12 hours a week working on your online brand, online business, uh, developing your courses and coaching people. And that can be an amazing way to yeah, supplement your income doing cash. I mean, hey, just in a cash practice, nine patients a week should bring you $108,000. Um, but you can make multiple six figures doing it. And you could even transition to all online depending on your niche and what you want to do. It's a great way to make 100K, but it's not instantaneous. And then maybe I should have put started cash practice even on the side first. I mean, but that's my thing. If you want to start a cash practice, you know, you need to check out the Cash PT Blueprint. We can help you, like, even though the course is 2500 bucks, um, I'm sure you can find a deal out there somewhere, <laughs> like on the webinar. Uh, but if I can help you make $100,000 a year, wouldn't you agree that $2,500 is a small price to pay to get the step-by-step -step systems to do that? So those are the ways to make 100 k Like, those are, they're simple, but not easy. And the reason they're not easy is because they take work. You know, you're going to have to work hard. Nothing comes easy. Good things. Don't always come to those who wait either. Good things come to those people who go and get them. So go get what you want. One, you got to figure out what you want. You got to know why it's important to you. And I hope this list of things was important and valuable. I just dropped pretty much all the information I have. So like this is one of those things that I, I used to do where it's like, let me just blurt out all the information and things. And I know you're not going to do it. <laughs> you're just going to listen to this and be like, oh, those are Aaron. Those are great ideas. So what I challenge you to do is to take action on at least two of the ideas and things that we talked about in this podcast today. Like I said, it's not easy, um, but the rewards are worth it. And I don't have to go to work. I don't have to go to work. I want to come to work. I come in and I'm like, oh, I'm inspired. Let me go write down some ideas and make a podcast. And that's exactly what I did today. And that's my work. I love it. I mean, I do have to go answer some emails and make some tough decisions later. But I start my day doing this, man, it's like, it's not a drag. And that's why I work on the weekends sometimes, you know. I worked all day last Sunday because I was traveling most of the day. Um, so I want that for you too. I know you can do it. Don't settle. Don't settle for anything less than um, enjoyment, freedom, fulfillment. And uh, if you're ready and you need some help, there's all the links and information below. You know where to find me, Instagram, at Aaron LeBauer. Shoot me a message all in if you're if you're ready to scale your practice from six to seven figures if you want to take your online business to six figures if you want to launch a cash practice dm me the word blueprint i'll get you those details um or just message me and say aaron here's what i'm trying to do what do i need where do i go what's the best way to get help i'm happy to help you if you got anything from this podcast i'd really appreciate a five-star rating and review um, i'd also love to hear from you what was most helpful I'd love to hear from you what you'd like to learn more about. You know, I, I say this, but no one actually does it. So if you actually do it, you'll probably get the training and resources that you're looking for. You just have to ask. 
but most people are afraid to ask. Um, or they just have to spend $2,000 a month and then they get all their questions answered and they're not afraid to ask because they've put their uh, money where their mouth is and they're ready to do the work and they go and crush their goals and build a massive, uh, amazing life for themselves. So um, just let me know. Give me a shout out and I'll see you on the next show. Like I said, go out there, crush it, find your money, stop trying to save your way to wealth, go invest your money, your time and effort into building a life of freedom and fulfillment. I'll see you on the next show. Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you grow your physical therapy business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book. It's the roadmap to launch, grow, and scale your physical therapy business. Just go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's cashptblueprintbook.com. Just cover shipping and we'll send it out to you ASAP. Number two, join our Cash PT Blueprint case study program. We're putting together a new coaching case study program this month. And if you'd like to work with me to launch a six-figure cash practice in just 90 days, send me a message over on Instagram. Find me at Aaron LeBauer on Instagram and send me a message with just the words blueprint. And we'll get back to you with all the details. Or number three, if you're an established PT business owner and you want to work directly with me and my team to take your business to multiple six and seven figures, just send me a message over on Instagram with the word private. And I'll get back to you with the details about that program too. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast.